You are listening to the Fit Figure Formula Podcast. I help female perfectionists beat self-sabotage and lose the weight for good using the Fit Figure Formula coaching program. I'm your host, Stephanie Riles, registered dietitian, personal trainer, and mindset transformation coach. If you've been struggling with all or nothing thinking, negative self-talk, or self-sabotage, this is the podcast for you. Learn how to get consistent and become the best version of yourself from the inside out. So let's get started. Hello and welcome to the episode. So today I'm going to be talking about how to stop dieting. So this is a really important topic because so many of my clients and potential clients come to me and they say that I just want this to feel like a habit. I just want it to feel like I'm living my life. I don't want to count every calorie and I just want to know how do I get off the roller coaster. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about that today. So what you're going to learn is the key to building a lifestyle instead of dieting, what not to do if you want to stop dieting and the mindset that you're going to need to make it stick. And if you have been listening to this podcast, this is episode 11. And if you haven't, if this is your first one, welcome. I want you to go back and kind of binge some of the previous episodes. Mindset is going to be your biggest key. And this is why I talk so much about mindset If you want to build a new lifestyle, you have to think differently. It's mandatory that you think differently. And we're going to dive into that today and talk about what it takes for you to build the lifestyle. So I really want you to take some notes. I really want you to take either mental notes or pen to paper and think about what is it that I really need to change? What's going to be the most impactful for me to feel like I'm living this lifestyle? It It's not going to always feel easy. That's one misconception is that once it's a lifestyle, it's easy and it just flows and you never have to coach yourself or overcome resistance or procrastination. Now that's not true, but it does mean that you have the skill set to do that and allow your journey to ebb and flow as it will. And this is the type of thing that I teach my clients inside of the Fit Figure Formula coaching program. So if you've been listening and this has been resonating with you, I'd love to work with you. You can check out the show notes. There is a link there and we can connect. You can ask me questions uh, via Facebook or you can just go ahead, book a call. And on that one-on-one call, we actually will talk more about you, your lifestyle that you're wanting to create, some of the barriers that might be preventing you from creating that lifestyle and talk more about how I can help you inside of the formula. So make sure that you check out the show notes. All right. So tip number one, when you are trying to make a lifestyle change, we cannot approach a lifestyle change the same way that we approach starting a diet. So what does this mean? It really means that you cannot just focus on the actions that you're taking. You have to focus on your approach to the actions. Okay. So you cannot approach a lifestyle change the same way that you approach a diet or a 30 day challenge, right? Because diets and challenges end and a challenge is something that you do for a short stint of time that really is, it focuses on hyper consistency and it ends because it's unsustainable. A challenge ends because you wouldn't be able to continue to do this day in and day out for the rest of your life. And so when people decide 
I want to get off the roller coaster. I want this to be something that I can do long term. You cannot approach it in the same way that you're approaching a challenge. Challenges have a start point and an ending point. A lifestyle does not. So you will know when you're approaching a lifestyle change, like a diet or a challenge, if you're saying things like, I'm going to start my diet on Monday or I'm going to start on Monday. A lifestyle change does not necessarily have a start point, right? It doesn't have this abrupt change in your life that you changed everything on Monday. A lifestyle change does not always come with this big announcement. I see a lot um, on social media where, you know, people are like, I'm going to start this And we're starting on Monday and they're documenting when they're going to the gym and what they're cooking. And it gives a lot of urgent energy. It gives a lot of all or nothing energy. Like I immediately and abruptly changed my eating habits, my workout regimen. That is diet culture. Your lifestyle change doesn't have to come with an announcement because it should be so incremental that there's really nothing to announce. (laughs) There may not be anything to announce. You should be starting out really slow and really simple. And, you know, obviously I have a coaching program and anytime I go to the gym, I do try to remember to like snap a selfie or record part of my workout just as a way to market on social media and to have my lifestyle visible. But a lot of times y'all, I forget. I literally forget to like record myself or snap a photo. And it's because this is just what I do. I don't even think of it as I need to make an announcement or if this is like a special thing, like I go to the gym. It's like not an announcement. It's not even announcement worthy really, but I do try to capture that to show you guys But in my mind, the way that I approach it, it's not some big thing that's out of the ordinary that I'm starting. Even when I have taken long breaks from working out, it doesn't come with an announcement that I'm starting to go back to the gym. So I just want you to understand your approach to changing the actions has to also be tweaked. It's not a stop and start. It doesn't have to be a big announcement because it should be so incremental that it's kind of a small thing that you're not necessarily changing everything in a week or a day. Okay. So then number two, really leaning into learning about your food. So a lot of clients come with a lot of resistance about either learning about their food or tracking their food. And I get it because if you've done diets in the past and they've been pretty strict, you don't necessarily want to have to eat, you know, chicken and broccoli every day. And we have to kind of like unlearn that part. But also whenever you are wanting to build a lifestyle and you do want it to feel more simple, you want it to feel like I don't have to count every calorie that goes in my body. At first, you will have to lean into learning more about your food because how will you ever get to the point where 
you're eating intuitively, you are still eating intuitively in a way that you are able to hit a certain calorie range to be relatively close to your protein goal. How will you ever hit those goals if you haven't leaned into the part of actually knowing your numbers and leaning into that part? Because a lot of times what we want to do is skip that part. We don't want to necessarily track our food or pre-plan our food. We just kind of want to eat as we go and still hit your numbers. But if you haven't done that work up front to really understand what food goes into which food groups, which foods are going to give you more protein, which foods have more carbs, which foods have more fat. Am I the type of person that prefers to have you know, more carbs versus more fat. How do I hit my calorie goal? If you do not know how to strategically do that on purpose, when you're tracking or pre-planning, then doing it intuitively, you have no foundation for that. And so I, I really encourage you to like lean into learning more about your food. So it might, before you get to the lifestyle, it might get more quantitative It might require more attention, more intention up front. And if you lean into that part and get really good at like being able to hit your numbers, then eating intuitively then will be so much easier and you'll actually get better results when you're in maintenance. And I actually do recommend that you do track at maintenance sometimes because one thing that we do do is we will track our food or pre-plan our food, hit our numbers while we're dieting, but then we won't actually track in maintenance to know like, what does it feel like for me to eat at maintenance? And that's kind of where we kind of start losing a hold on how many calories we're eating in a day. So that part's really important. So really learning about your food. This is the part that you're resisting and this is the part that keeps you coming back to square one because you just kind of want somebody to give you a meal plan, tell you what to eat and what not to eat and then you want to get the result and then when you're at maintenance, then you just want to eat mindfully, right? And we've talked about before that eating mindfully or eating clean does not guarantee that you're hitting the proper calorie level for your body. Does not mean that you're going to be getting the right amount of protein for your body. So you really have to lean into what does it look like on my plate for me to hit a calorie goal when I'm in a diet phase? What does it look like on my plate to eat at maintenance? What does it feel like in my body to eat at maintenance? How satisfied am I feeling, right? So this is very, very important. And so leaning into learning more about your food before you get to the point where you're just eating intuitively and you're living your lifestyle, that requires that foundation of learning more about your food. So number three, really identifying with your old self. This is something that I see a lot where people will spend so much time talking about and telling me about how they're not consistent, they're an emotional eater, they're not disciplined, they're lazy, and how they've tried before and it didn't work. And they spend so much time hypnotizing themselves with this story about their old self. If you want to change your lifestyle, you've got to change your language. And for that first starts with just 
noticing and being aware of how much time you're spending talking about what you used to do and what didn't work versus catching yourself in the moment. And I love when this happens with my clients, because as we're talking about self-awareness and as they're talking to me over time, their language starts to change and they'll start to tell me this story about their, their old self. And then they'll say, well, let me change that. I used to do this. And so putting some distance in between your old self and this new version of yourself that you're creating is so important. You have got to stop saying, I'm not consistent. I'm still struggling with X, Y, and Z. You are managing this. This journey is never going to be without some sort of barrier, some sort of obstacle to overcome. It's never going to feel easy. So let that part go. Like let that story go that it'll ever feel just like you'll just wake up at 5 a.m. and be a 5 a.m. gym girly and you'll go to the gym and you'll come back and you'll eat your meal prep and it'll just feel great. That's not even real. Let that go. Right. You're not still struggling. I've had so many clients that are actually doing the work and they're telling me I'm still struggling with this. And I'm like, you're not struggling with that. You're managing this. You have the tools to manage this and you, but you've got to own that. So you've got to own the new version that you're creating and give yourself credit. This is why it's so important to account for your wins and acknowledge all of the wins. So last night I had a call with my fit figure formula group. We're in week eight and we started talking about your CEO self. You are the CEO of your health journey. That means you make decisions. That means that you are accountable for what goes in your mouth and how much you are moving. And at the end of the day, the decisions that you're making is going to impact your bottom line and the language that you use is also yours to curate. You have to build your new version of yourself with how you think about yourself, how you talk about yourself, how you feel about yourself, what you believe about yourself. And all of this starts to come into play when we're talking about building a lifestyle. Your language about yourself and how you see yourself has got to change from I'm not consistent and I'm still struggling with to this is what I used to do. What I'm doing now is this, right? So you have that autonomy to change how you see yourself and that's going to change your entire life. I cannot express how big of a difference you're going to create in your life by speaking about yourself in a different way. Okay. So number four is not having any rest days. This is classic diet culture where I've had so many clients who are like, I'm working out six and seven days a week. And it's like, why are you doing that? So sometimes they will say, well, it's because, um, I really, it, it helps my mental health. And I get that cause I'm that type of person as well, but I definitely don't work out hard six or seven times a week. It's a lot. And some days you do need, I recommend it like at least two days where you're just walking or maybe you're just stretching or maybe you're just doing some yoga. You're doing something light. You're not trying to kill yourself in the gym every single day. Um, and diet culture is more so approaching your movement as a challenge. So this looks like doing the 75 hard where you're like 75 days of these few things. And I'm going to do that every single day for 75 days. 
So think about, even if you're able to do this for 75 days, how is that going to impact your lifestyle? A year from now, two years from now, 10 years from now, are those 75 days going to matter that much that you went that hard in 75 days? Because what happens on the 76th day? That's the important part. The 76th day is the important day because that is what you're going to continue and carry with you. So, you know, going 30 days vegan and doing all of these things that literally tell you this is temporary. It literally has an end date. So you'll get the benefits of doing these particular things for 30 days or for 75 days. That is not your lifestyle, right? I don't want to live 30 days. I don't want to live 75 more days. I want to live 75 more years. So what am I doing in that time? A lifestyle ebbs and flows. A lifestyle doesn't start and stop, but it definitely sometimes slows down. It definitely sometimes speeds up. Sometimes you're a little bit more strict with yourself. Sometimes you are a little bit less strict with yourself. And none of that is a problem. None of it is I messed up and I have to start these 75 days over again. It is more so this is how I how I live my life based on my choices based on the result that I'm getting and understanding that you need rest days from your workouts. I have my clients plan in their meals for six days and flex a seventh day. Like it's just hard to say like, I'm going to eat on a plan for every single solitary meal and snack for seven days for the next 16 weeks. That's probably not realistic life happens and you need some flexibility. So a diet and diet culture means very little flexibility. I like for my clients to plan in, if you're an ice cream girl, plan in some ice cream. If you love cookies, like plan in a cookie. Your plan should include your quote unquote clean foods, but it should also include your treats so that you don't have to binge or feel restricted at all. That's not a lifestyle. If you want to build a lifestyle, the way that you get to your goal is so important. So that means that you need some rest days. That means that you need to allow the ebb and flow or else you're still approaching it as a diet. So number five, do the small things consistently instead of doing the big things once in a while. So a lifestyle really focuses on small, repetitive change. If you are gonna start and you decide, you know what, I wanna be healthier. It might look like, okay, how many veggies am I typically having in a day? If I'm only getting like one or two, how can I get three a day? And I'll work on that for like a couple of weeks. and. Inside of the formula, we don't start tracking food. We don't start um, hitting our macros for the first several weeks. I really want you to know that number one, you can make progress with habit changes. Number two, it shouldn't feel hard like you're starting this new diet. And so many of my clients are like, oh my God, this is so much easier than I thought it was going to be because they're like bracing themselves for 
all of the change that's going to happen. And it kind of causes some anxiety. But so many of my clients are like, oh, this is a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. And I'm like, yes, that's the sentiment that I want you to have. I want you to think, oh, okay, I can do that. That's super simple. I can add a veggie. Sure. Right. I can plan really simple meals and just rotate them, have one new recipe per week. I can do that because diet culture will change your entire diet. You will have all new recipes that you've never had before all in the same week. And I really recommend only one new recipe per week. And then as you do that for four to five weeks, the recipes that you started with that were new week one are no longer new week five. So you can kind of reincorporate those along with your new recipe for week five and you've created some variety, but keeping it simple is very, very important in order for you to make this repetitive. We always talk about consistency and consistency is key, right? But consistency a lot of times means simplicity. And a lot of my clients at first will battle between simplicity and quote unquote being boring. And it's like, okay, if you want to create some more variety, that's also gonna require you to put a little more effort into pre-planning, put more effort into prepping. And so which one of those are you willing to do? Are you willing to put more work into the pre-planning and the prepping part? Or do you want to keep it simple and manage the moments when your brain is like, oh, I'm bored with this. But a lot of times if you, if I have a meal prepped and at that particular moment, I'm like, man, I'm not feeling this. If I don't want to do DoorDash, if I go ahead and just eat my prep, if it was good, right? If it was good the first time, I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's, it's fine. Right. I eat the meal prep and I feel great about the choice that I made. And I just had to manage an impulse. I had to manage a couple of moments where I kind of felt a little bit of resistance. And then if I decide, you know what, next week for sure, I'm going to put some more variety in there, then do it. But you have to know that it's the small, consistent things that you do over time versus the big change, the 30 days of going vegan. Like those 30 days won't mean much in 10 years, in 15 years, in five years. It, that won't mean anything. It's all the other days and what you've been doing all those other days. Okay. And The last one I will say is focus on what you can have versus what you cannot. So another classic diet culture, diets tend to focus on what you cannot have. And we'll give you a whole list of stuff that you need to take out. And a lot of times when I have conversations with potential clients, that's usually what they lead with is all the things that I'm taking out of my diet. And when you focus and approach food, as what I cannot have, number one, that's all you're going to want. And number two, when you do have those things, it makes you feel like you did something wrong or bad, which is a whole nother emotional spiral. But I really want you to focus on what are the things that I can have, I get to have, I get to feed my body in this way because I want to feel energized. I want to have more stamina. I want to feed my body well 
And guess what? I get to have treats along the way as well. So if you think about your lifestyle, again, it's very important how you get to the goal, because if you don't want to cut out all treats forever, then you don't want to do that when you're getting to your goal, because you'll, you won't know or have the skill set to add it in when you're at maintenance. So just to kind of recap, we talked about changing your approach to your actions and not just the actions themselves. We talked about leaning into learning more about your food before you can get to intuitively eating and still maintaining your results. We talked about identifying with your old self and how you need to put some distance in between what you used to do and the new version that you are creating. We talked about having some rest days and allowing your fitness journey to ebb and flow. We've talked about the small, consistent actions that need to happen versus the big change, the big announcement that you are starting something new. And we've also talked about focusing on what you can have versus what you're taking out of your diet. And all of these principles, I teach you inside of the formula. So when you work with me, you will get inside of my private coaching app. I'm literally in your back pocket. So you will have a registered dietitian, personal trainer, and a mindset transformation coach in your back pocket for 16 weeks. And I'm going to teach you how to transition from dieting to lifestyle. I'm going to help coach you on your mindset and help you see how you're already creating this new version of yourself, but you may not be giving yourself enough credit. I'm going to help you plan your meals in a way that feels aligned with what the things that you like to eat. And you will be planning that confidently and be able to reach your goals long term instead of just temporarily. So if you are interested in getting this kind of support, you'll definitely want to check out the show notes. Make sure you go to the show notes, click the link and apply to work with me inside of the formula. So if any of this has been helpful, make sure you share the show. So a lot of you guys know I started this podcast on my 40th birthday, September 2023, and this is episode 11, and I'm so excited that you're here listening. Thank you so much for being here. Share the show, check out the show notes, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fit Figure Formula Podcast. If you're new here and you're struggling with your fitness journey, I invite you to take a super simple next step. Click the link in the show notes for a free training. If listening to this podcast has been helpful, imagine being inside the Formula Coaching Program. You can apply for coaching with the link in the show notes. I hope to see you inside.